It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Monday morning edition of the podcast in the football season. So we're going to be talking once again with head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep to discuss their big win over the uh, Boron Bobcats from this past weekend. 46 to 18, I believe was the score. Uh, great game all around. I shouldn't say all around. It was a great game. Uh, Rio executed flawlessly, offensively, defensively. Uh, there were some hiccups along the way, and especially in the special teams department. So I will talk about all of that with Coach Carson here shortly. He's a little pressed for time, so uh, we're going to jump right to it. Let's uh, once again bring on the head football coach of Rio Hondo Prep, Mark Carson, talk about the most recent victory and look ahead to next week's game as well. Okay, joined once again by head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep. We're going to recap the game from Boron. We got to do it rather quickly because Coach Carson has uh, has uh, responsibilities to get to this Sunday morning. Coach Carson, how you doing? Yeah, good. Good morning. Good to see you, Matt. Yeah, um, breakfast patrol um, on Sunday morning, so uh, got to make sure I get that done. Well, but, you know, yeah, thanks for having it. Thanks for well, having me. Dude, I, it's all good. I like it. I like that we can do this early in the morning and, and get it done before Mondays because uh, Mondays Mondays are pretty crazy. So uh, Donut Patrol uh, is, is way more important than the, the podcast <laughs> here for the four lovely daughters. So Mark, an, another good win. Um, some really good things for the first time, I think, all year. Some not so good things that we can discuss. We'll get into the 46-18 victory. But first, if you would, you guys played the day before 9-11, the 20th anniversary of the mm -hmm. terrorist attacks. I thought the paint crew did an excellent job on the field itself. I wasn't there for the game. I don't know if there were some festivities, I, uh, but tell me uh, what you guys did special and also comment on the, the field crew itself. Yeah, so um, really major props to Dylan Davis, who uh, is in charge of the field crew. And has been this is his second year doing it. Um, and he's kind of owned it up, owned it, tried to take it on as a uh, special project of his. So he rallies guys to do it and um, really leave any design elements up to him. And so this was a surprise uh, when I saw it. Um, on uh, I saw him working on it on Thursday night. I went out, went out and uh, brought, brought the boys some pizza. Um, and uh, when I saw it, it was it was just half of the R was painted blue, and so then I could kind of tell, okay, you got you got something cool going on. And um, then when I saw it the next morning, I'm like, man, they look sharp. And and uh, yeah, it came out really nice. And uh, Dylan was the guy also who um, he's our PA announcer, right? And I I said, hey, we want to do something special, you know, before the national anthem or tie it into the national anthem too. Uh, remember 9-11 obviously on the 20th anniversary and so um, yeah if you're watching or, or tuning into the game you were able to um, hear that 
nice, nice speech that Dylan did. And that was really all that. he just came up with it and uh, did it and kind of ran with it. So uh, props to him and the paint crew on the field and, and on the 9-11 uh, pregame thing. And so, um, yeah, all Dylan Davis, I think the class of, what I want to say, 2019 or 20? 19. Nineteen, I think nineteen. Class well, of twenty-nine. Well, it's real easy, Mark. Just look at your baseball ring, your baseball championship yeah, ring. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know, yeah, uh, that, that massive monstro <laughs> piece of monstrosity that is a, yeah. a CIF yeah. championship baseball ring. Yes, uh, Dylan Davis, uh, CIF baseball champion and Rejondo alum. Uh, the field looked fantastic, and and you know for those who aren't seeing it, and it's it's backwards on on my background here, but or upside down, but it's the RH logo uh, in red, white, and blue, like an American flag. Says never forget. I mean phenomenal uh red numbers uh for the 50 yard line just uh mm -hmm. really well done and mark and you you tweeted it out you said you know the every good program needs great parents and volunteers and you, you talked about dropping off pizza for the the boys down there um uh, painting the field on late thursday night i mean uh, that's kind of a tradition in itself the the the, the, the paint crew real really for real hondo football and it's amazing that it just keeps getting passed down and passed down and someone yeah. always picks it up and does it and mm -hmm. um, never even have to ask, which is just awesome. Yeah. And just volunteers. I think, I don't know if people probably get it, but yeah, you, you understand how much goes into putting on a, a Friday night game and um, from the meals the night before and the day of to, to the volunteers um, to taking your tickets to the volunteers doing chains to the volunteers who sell on the food all that and, and, and it, it all makes for a fun evening and a, um, just a great vibe and great experience, you know. And so, um, it's more than just kind of showing up and playing a game when it comes to Friday night football games, oh, at least yeah. real, but I think it's it's true in most places. Yeah. No, I, amen, uh, amen, Mark. And uh, um, it, it's it really unfortunately, it's why a lot of programs have faded away it's not just a lack of participation it's a lack of support and that's not just people going to the game it's people right. working the snack bars it's people doing the team dinners and all these things so uh rio yeah, rio yeah. has been blessed with with wonderful parents but amazing volunteers uh because when right. you go to a real hondo game on a friday night i gotta tell you i've been to i've been to a lot of games mark all over and it's a pretty smooth run operation all around class class act all around yeah, we try to, and um, I think Care Park has even enhanced that further just with the ample parking. Uh, our parking crew is another one we got to put up. Uh, oh. But yeah, yeah, the ample parking and and just the playground for the kids and the big concourse area, which is turning to kind of gathering place um, before games, halftime and after games. Uh, you know, we got to shoot people out, out of there 45 minutes after their, the game ends because uh, everyone just likes talking and hanging out. But it's cool. It's a really cool vibe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you didn't have, uh, thanks to our um, alum, John Frejo Sr., Irwindale uh, PD comes out now um, on Friday nights too, and they'll have a, we'll have a cruiser parked out front and, and an officer in the stands walking around, and, and we really appreciate that. Not that we anticipate needing them, but I think it's just a cool um, thing to have, and I think it makes everyone feel good to have. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it adds to the. To the whole scene, you know, uh, right. security's good. But yeah, I remember going to football games at District Field, Covina District Field with you, which is like a mile from where I'm sitting right now. And yeah, uh, yeah there'd be, you know, Covina PD. It's, it, I don't know, it just, it adds to the entire event, which is really, really yeah. cool. 
Um, something, Mark, you guys do that I absolutely love, and I know a lot of alumni love this. I got some great comments on the, the new logo and everything uh, for, for the 9-11 game, but you guys take the national anthem very seriously. You always have. And I saw a brief moment on the video. The players are aligned perfectly. Helmets under. I'm, I'm not sure which arm, but the coaches, they have an alignment as well. T take me, t talk to me about you guys' uh, alignment for the anthem, why it's important to you guys, and why you continue to do that. Yeah, um, we, we want to win the national anthem too. And oh, so, man. yeah, yeah. So, oh. so, 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 yeah, um, we just think, obviously, um, uh, patriotism is important and, and that's one of the values we try to instill in our our young men and um, what better way to do it than kind of teaching them to honor the national anthem and honor our country and uh, during that time and so um, the crazy thing is it doesn't take a lot mm. you know and if coaches would just spend five minutes at, at one practice you could say all right line up this way look this way you know and, and then you could do it but then just you know uh, reminding them every time it comes out and I actually appreciated Boron um they lined up too and they looked sharp and but a lot of teams will just stand there kind of how they were and you know helmets hanging down looking around and yeah, so definitely we're trying to, you know we want to win the national anthem too I love that Mark yeah. I love that that's fantastic and, and 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 in that you're not making it about you which a lot of people at other levels, higher levels, I, I will say, uh, have done. And it's it's unfortunate. So uh, glad glad to see it. I put in the hash. Oh, hang on. We lost the light here. <laughs> okay, we're back. Sorry, Mark. The light fell here. You know, we... we, we uh, Technical <laughs> difficulties. It Technical. It's nice to be able to pause this thing. We compensate yeah. and adjust. Anyway, the anthem. Uh, proud of you guys for doing that. And you're right. It doesn't Thank take you. much much effort. And uh, I put in the hashtag on my little... My little, uh, you know, picture for the, I put uh, Patriot, Patriotism Prep, I think. And, oh, cool. uh, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, Reels just does a great job of that as making, you know, awareness really for being grateful for the country we're in. And it's mm -hmm. no, it's, I, I was talking to Fred Monteblanco this the other day. It's no, it's no, uh, it comes to no great amazement really that Rio produces so many police officers, firefighters, people in the military, and of course, people nurses, serve. medical, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's amazing, really, when you look at the alumni. Yeah, 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 it, it's, uh, I think it's impressive, you know, and um, it's, it's something that we're proud of, and uh, I think uh, that, that community knows that um, we got their back, you yeah. know, and so I think it's, it's, it's cool. And real quick, Mark, uh, 20 years ago, 9-11, man, I mean, crazy. I was 16 years old. I was a junior in high school. I mentioned on the podcast uh, that I did a special one Saturday. You know, all I remember, well, I remember a lot of things, but briefly, we talked about it last week. Jordan Ross scored five touchdowns, five different ways that Friday night for us. And I brought it up only because Jordan became a fireman. And I thought yeah. that was that was some little twist of irony. I don't know. Yeah. 20 years later, man, what are your thoughts on 9-11? Yeah, that was a, um, I remember it too. I think we all have the story of where we were when we heard the news and all that. And um, it was, um, if anything cool could be done, you know, come out of it. I think it was just how it turned into a rallying point for, mm. for our country as far as coming together and, and um, you know, pre-social pre media days, which I 
think uh, by and large have been a negative for society and kind of driven us apart. And, and it was just cool at that point to see everyone come together then really how sports helped the country um, heal. And, and it was the next, it was really sports, you know, high school on up that, that brought people back out. And you had that, that um, kind of the rallying cry of, of USA, USA, and we heard all over. And um, yeah, I think it made people feel like, Hey, we're going to get through this and we're going to figure it out. And, and so um, I think that's, that's my biggest probably takeaway from it from there. And then um, just the fact that, you know, it's, it's important to remember it. And so um, anytime, you know, our, our groups are in on the East coast on our summer trips, um, the nine 11 Memorial site museum, which is really well done. Uh, we always make sure we spend a day there and, uh, and uh, just so our kids, you know, cause they weren't even born. Right. I know. So, you know, you, you talk about nine 11 to, uh, someone our age and it's it's everyone gets it but it, they got we got to make sure they get it and so yeah constantly educating and and yeah right. when you take them there you you got to kind of tell retell the story uh, uh mm -hmm. what all went down which is uh which is a uh, good to do we we have to keep this going and and continue to tell people uh, that story so anyway mark let's get into some football um yes, sir a a good win over your uh well i don't know if you call them rivals friendly rivalry uh from 100 miles away or whatever but uh mm -hmm. boron bobcats came down i had a few things uh, i took away from this game uh you guys you guys honestly you were pushed around a little bit on that first drive i really liked what i saw from boron very physical up front great execution offensively and they were really like running downhill i thought you know you think of boron in that kind of wing t offense they usually run they had some they had some crinkles. They, they had some quirks to it, a little even spread options. I really liked yeah. what I saw from their offense early. Yeah. Hey, can I pause for one second? Go yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, Boron came out um, popping, man. And they were, um, just like they looked on film, mixture of, of their, their double wing, which we just call the Boron offense, and then a, a spread look, and uh, converted, I think, three, maybe four, third or fourth downs. Um, to keep that drive going, good tempo, good energy um, from them. And yeah, really the first time all year, we'd been kind of punched in the mouth and um, great drive. And it was, you know, it was probably a, I think it started on the 35 because we kicked it out of bounds. We know where it started, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we kicked it out of bounds, yep, but, yep. But, but a, a time-consuming 65-yard drive, really the perfect formula uh, for them, if they're going to beat us, to do that several times, get the ball back. Um, what I noticed, though, was after that drive and then our ensuing touchdown drive, um, already as we were going in to score that first touchdown, I noticed their hands on their hips. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, they're going to be able to do that all game. You know, and like us, they're, they're suiting up, um, you know, under 30 players. And so uh, most of their guys are going both ways. And so um, it was a really challenge for our guys. Hey, how are we going to respond? And really, who's in better shape? And so um, I think that the rest of the game kind of told that story. Well, definitely a significant size advantage up, up front, which is usually the case. Uh, their, line, their line play, you know, it's not just a scrum there. There's some technique to it. And I thought they, they really executed well, as I said, but I, I saw the same thing. Yeah, they, they wore down uh, pretty early in the game, not just the second half. 
um, which is, again, that offense of theirs fits their program because they can hold on to the ball, control the clock, yeah. which is, you know, something you guys try to do unless you're scoring on big plays, which you did. Uh, but but the running back, a uh, couple of the running backs, good, uh, not not big dudes, but like quick, built kind of low to the ground. And um, yeah, they, balance, man. Yeah, shifty. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, talking to their coach after the game, he thinks they're going to win out the rest of the way. So um, win that league and, and go on and make some noise in the central section. So, you know, I think we beat a pretty good team. Um, we're just, we're, we're uh, so diverse on offense and, and uh, our offense is at a very high level, executing at a very high level right now. So it's hard to stop us. And so um, you got to keep up. And, and if we get, we get you down by two or three then, or, you know, two or three scores, then you feel like you got to do go out of character and that's when we got you, you know, so. Yeah. Well, it's good to see that, you know, kids are visual and they have to see things like that, see that, Hey, uh, we were not, you know, we can actually be pushed around and scored on early if we don't, yeah. uh, if we don't execute and it's football teams are going to score, they're going to get first down. Um, but you don't panic. You just, okay. It's a, it's a long-term uh, game, long game here. So again, they were in great shape and they hung in there. Um, the offense really was big plays all night. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Guerrero had quite a night. You got the big man, uh, Ryan McCullough in space uh, a little mm-hmm. bit th- this week and Gio Ortega. What can you say about him and some of his plays? So the offense was great. The defense tightened up. Uh, Mark, we got our first question of the night of the podcast. And I think it's, I think, you know what it's going to (laughs) be. This actually came from uh, my father, proud RHP fan. I think he was there at the game. Um, He was either there watching. He said, his is direct quote, ask Mark on Monday, why special teams were almost perfect the first two weeks of the season and were not special at all (laughs) against Boron. Well, so, that's what we get for giving the special, the ball to the special teams coach, you know, um, the game ball to the special teams coach. There you go. Um, no, um, <laughs> we, yeah, our, our PATs were perfect. First two games. I think it, whatever it was, uh, 15 for 15. Um, and so that came out of nowhere. I think, um, you know, our center is our quarterback, our, our long snapper on, on, on PATs. And, um, Maybe for the first time, he was a little tired when he was snapping it. And uh, that had something to do with it. So we talked about, you know, Damian does a great job. You know, he plays corner. He's on every special team, plays quarterback. And so maybe finding a guy who kind of specializes in that and isn't on every single other uh, unit and playing every other down uh, might be a good idea. And um, so you can kind of jog out there fresh. And so that that's something, you know, it's something that we're gonna, we have to look at because, yeah, um, it's always good to, to learn things and still win. And, and yeah, so we got to look at that um, and, and just tighten things up. And it's, it's funny, our, our, uh, one of our history teachers at the school, Mr. Clevenger, I think who you know well, he'll treat the kids if they're perfect on PATs um, to in and out the, the center holder and snapper. He'll, he'll bring them in and out on, on a, one of the school days if they're perfect. And that goes back to his days when his team lost the CIF championship because they missed their PATs. And so he, he, it's his way of contributing to that to the team and, and supporting those guys. And so, hey, guys, no in and out this week. Let's get out there and practice a little more and uh, figure it out. 
I love that. It's got to be perfect. Hey, what better incentive? I, you know, Mr. Clevenger is a huge RHP football fan. And they, I yeah, didn't know, yeah. I didn't know that. That's I wish, I wish we had that. He would have been doing this back in 2002. Where were you at Mr. Clevenger? I'm, you know, some fantastic holds back then anyway. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that. That's good. No, no, no. That's uh, it's little things like that that really make the real program. But uh, I mean, Mark, uh, let's not beat around the beat around the bush. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was rough. And it's good to see this time of the, the season that things aren't perfect. Hey, we got to work hard in a certain area. Not always fun to, to watch it, but uh, the kickoff out of bounds, the mm-hmm. um, some poor tackling actually on the kickoff yeah. return. A lot of missed tackles. Yeah. That's um, yeah. You, the, the snap and the holds were rough on extra points all night. And then at the end of the night, I mean, a snap yeah, the, the over the punter's head. Yeah. Over the punter's head, Boron jumps on it for a cheap six points. I mean, uh, what could have gone wrong did go wrong, uh, really, in the special teams game. Right. And um, those things will be magnified in a close game. And, and that would really turn the tide of a close game. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll joke about, about the in and out and the snap over the punter's head you know, all that, um, we're watching film this week, but, but, uh, then, then narrow the focus of the conversation, how serious it could be in a tight game, how, yeah, you miss an extra point, you can lose the game or you give the team a touchdown because you snap the ball all over the punter's head, you can lose the game. Right. And so, um, good for all of us. Um, and, and myself at the, as the head coach, it really falls on me to get that right. And so, um, we got to get that right. Yeah, we know it'll we know it'll turn around, and um, you know that is an area that we've talked about it before. Rio uh, excels over other, t- takes it up a notch, really is able to compete in the special teams department because other teams don't put an emphasis into that stuff. So my prediction, Mark, is uh, uh, perhaps this week going to be a huge bounce back week for you guys in the special teams game. I don't know how it's going to go offensively or defensively, but I think we're going to see some big plays on special teams from you guys because I know you guys will bounce back and the kids are up for the challenge. Uh, better be. Yeah. Yeah. Better yeah. Be, and, and if no big plays, how about just uh, the simple execution? Let's just, just make solid. it. Ex- just solid. Just start with solid. Extra yeah. point. But, but uh, little things that I noticed, Mark, like the kick, the kickoff team, like um, on the one, on the one kickoff where there was a few missed tackles. I mean, it started from the get go. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on film, but like, as the kicker starts to, you know, approach yeah, the ball, the timing was bad. The yeah. timing is off. That just throws yeah. everything off. And and so yeah. hopefully the kids can see that, that every, little things matter. They add up to big things. And and so anyway, uh, we won't, we won't beat it to death, but yeah, the special teams, uh, a lot of comments from alum on Facebook and, uh, and everything. It was, it Sorry, was, rather, everybody. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was rather funny, but um, anyway, uh, Mark, we, we say it every week, Jonathan Guerrero, just a workhorse, um, 137 yards on nine carries four touchdowns and mark plus receiving touchdown plus another receiving touchdown he just looked so much faster than everybody else i mean i i I don't know those guys were wearing down but he looked like he's by everybody before anyone knows what happened yeah that's the that's the execution of the plays too and um what i was probably most impressed and so yeah we're just all our stuff is quick hitting man and so it's like you take a breath and, and if you're not there, he's going to be by you. And he's so quick. Um, and I was just, I'm always impressed with Jonathan because he got popped a couple of times, but he, he's pretty, he's, he's very durable. And so um, for him, he's just so well built and, and kind of has gotten so much stronger um, since his freshman year. And so he can, he can bounce up and it's, it's nothing to him, man. And he, he likes it kind of gets him going when he gets hit. So 
um, that's, you know, between that and his just quickness is, it makes, you know, almost a perfect back. I saw him uh, cramp up on the 49 yard touchdown run. Is he okay? And did he, did he start a little high step there? And maybe that's why he cramped up. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what what I told him. I go, you probably got it from the little, little dance, dance move you did at the end, buddy. Just run in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Little lesson there. Little lesson. Uh, he's a great kid. I love him. I love watching him, but I saw that and I went, Oh, that's interesting. Well, hope he's okay. Hope he's okay. But, uh, interesting life lesson there. Yeah. Lesson learned. (laughs) You don't ever, you don't ever run like that. So why would you think that it would, yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, it's funny when Mark, you, you natural coaching and life lessons just pop up like that, that you don't have to dig into any bag of tricks. It's like, uh, guys, this is why we don't do stuff like this. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the great things uh, about sports in general and football specifically is is uh, great teaching moments are there all the time mm-hmm. and not just for the sport, but just for life. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm not saying uh, celebrating is bad. I mean, I, I love when you guys score on big plays. Everyone's running down there, the high five yeah. and the jumping up and uh even uh i think on a play geo and or to mccullough had they're pointing at each other other. yeah that's stuff like that's cool but like when you start overdoing it making it about you type of thing and you know you got to remember there's 10 other guys who made who made a great play to to get you in the end zone too so right yeah celebrate with your team but yeah we want to have fun you know it's supposed to be fun absolutely no no you know you know where that line is and real honda takes pride in in uh you know sportsmanship and doing it the right way so yeah that was that was interesting i i don't know if anyone else caught that but i i sure did when i was watching um but glad to hear jonathan's okay a big night from him you know mark um you guys let's see here 420 21 yards of offense versus boron's uh 209 i thought both of your quarterbacks mark played very very well damian diaz four of six for 99 yards and a touchdown uh armando carbajal two of four 56 yards uh, one of 51 of those yards being on a, uh, a touchdown to Ryan McCullough. So talk to me about both of your quarterbacks, some, some good throws, one very bad throw, but pretty much good throws. Yeah. Good throws. Um, and uh, Armando really adds an extra element of speed. He he's, he's a fast, one of our faster players. And so uh, he got out on, on a couple of nine, a couple of nice runs that kind of got us going in the first quarter. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've been accurate um, except for that one, but, um, they've been accurate and executing really perfectly um, our offense and um, finding the open guys and hitting them in stride. And yeah, you get McCullough, you know, out wide in stride, running downhill, you know, he get the ball in his hands. I- I've seen it in practice and I'm like, dude, I would not want to tackle that guy. No. <laughs> you know, and so, and so I-, I think the uh, opposing DBs feel the same way. Um, yeah. And Armando, he's a young guy, um, super talented, great, great work ethic. He, he threw that pick and he was uh, visibly upset coming off. And, and I busted out the old um, goldfish story, you know, Hey, Armando, what's the, what's the happiest animal on earth? And he goes, I don't know, coach, what um, a goldfish. And, I, and he goes, why? And, and, and I go, you know why? And he goes, and I go, cause it's um, goldfish only have a 10 second memory. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to forget about it, you know, just move on. Right. And then he had a, that touchdown to Ryan later in the game and uh, he was fired up about that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was a, it was a great way to, to bounce back after, you know, uh, a poor throw, but 
and it was, it was a young guy making a mistake there. You could tell, but I got to ask you too, um, not to knock anybody down here. What route was that by McCullough? It looked like he didn't quite, wasn't super sharp on his route there, or maybe I was just mistaken if he was supposed to, uh, you know, put, go up or rather, I don't know. It didn't look as crisp as it should have been. Well, he got hit going out of the backfield, um, which a lot of teams will try to do just to slow him down. But I think he wasn't expecting that. So yeah, I did kind of knock him off his route a little bit. Then he got out, you know, our routes aren't some of them. They're not designed exactly. All right. Seven yards turn. It's, it's um, responding to how the defense plays you mm. and then, um, and then going from there. And so um, really it's just, yeah, get open in this spot. And, and that's, and, and that's what he did. And, and, and it's up to the quarterback to read what's going on and, and throw a good ball. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking for someone that threw a, an interception or two, uh, you know, Armando, uh, he bounced back well. And hey, yeah, like you said, Mark, flush that and uh, you move on. And I right. thought Randy Johnson, um, obviously, anytime something works, it's like, oh, man, what a great call. But I thought his play calling was outstanding on Friday. He made a conscious effort, really, to get Ryan McCullough in space. I saw a toss to him to the full, but it was kind of weird. Everyone was a bunch. Mm-hmm. You usually see that toss to Guerrero. Uh, they, they got him a pitch kind of to the outside. And then that, that pass play. And I think another one was even called back, but, but the pass play to, to McCullough, I mean, was there a conscious effort to kind of get him out in space and see, uh, see what he can do out there? Yeah. he had that, uh, a long, almost a touchdown. It's probably like 65 plus yards on a screen. Um, yes. Yeah. Screen. And so, yeah, we really, want to be um, diverse in, in, in who's getting the ball so teams can't key on one guy. And so between kind of a three-headed monster between Jonathan, Gio, and Ryan, and you got to defend all three of those guys. Um, and, and I think, you know, Randy, he, he does an awesome job keeping defenses on their toes. And, um, you know, I watched some college football last night, including my hometown Trojans, and I, I you know, was texting – they don't uh, football. They don't play football. Or, what are you talking about? Play football. That wasn't a football game. Anyway, but we'll get into that. They looked awful, but I was oh texting uh, our, our good friend, Joe Wellman. And uh, I honestly think our, our, our offense and, and really I'm not like, you know, I'm not a college football expert or anything. I don't claim to be, I think our offense is more sophisticated than SC's. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm saying that in all honesty and it's, and you know, that's with, or, you know, whatever, four hours of practice a week. And um, which says probably more about SC than it does about us. But, but um, Randy's, an, you know, he's, he's a mastermind and, and he worked with whatever we got and he's going to make it work and, and, and get yards and score points. So it's in the blood, man. His father, yeah. uh, Randall yeah. Johnson, uh, architect really of RHB football and, and just uh, offensively, there's definitely some eight man uh you know little quirks in there which i see and that's why a lot of teams don't do what rio does but yeah sc i saw them go under center on a quarterback sneak and it looked like what do we do how do we do this i'm like oh my god i can't watch this anymore uh yeah so um but but no uh, randy had some great what i like about randy is when something doesn't work you don't see him really ever flustered maybe you hear it through the headsets but (laughs) he just kind of you see him thinking about the next play and the next chess move which uh he just does an outstanding job uh yeah he's a cool customer man he's a yeah, great great football coach. you gotta have the right temperament in my opinion you defensive coordinators like yourself a little loud a yeah. little crazier offensive guys yeah. gotta be calm you gotta be you cerebral know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cerebral. good word yeah. uh 
let's see only a few more minutes here um offensively you guys just uh, took off in the second half some huge plays um defensively Jaden sanchez uh six tackles ray montez montez four and a half tackles uh those guys i think both play offensive line too right yeah seniors um great football players just super tough guys um great instincts and Jaden, if if you just want to have fun at, at watching us play defense, just focus on on our Mike linebacker, Jaden Sanchez, and just how he, he goes sideline to sideline. Um, we've had bigger, more imposing guys play that position, but as far as sideline to sideline play, he's one of our best, at least mm-hmm. at the 11-man era, and he's just awesome running sideline to sideline. And um, again, yeah, he plays offensive line, doesn't take plays off, and um, just a really dynamic player. And then Ray, he's just tough as nails, and he loves it. He loves uh, mixing it up, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. They're, 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 so. They are football players, man. They're football, football players, players. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's the best way to sum it up. Is it 51 and 55? Yeah. Okay. I wrote their I wrote their numbers down. I got to get the, the roster uh, going here. But I thought 51, 55, uh, just the, always hustling, always hustling, running to the ball, whether it's downfield uh, or mm-hmm. making great blocks. And uh, I think there was a pretty great tackle early um, that set the tone. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the play. Anyway, I know we're running short on time because you got to you got to get to donuts and everything. But, uh, you know, a few more things. We talked about uh, Gio Ortega, uh, you know, big plays always. Uh, contributing with a lot of tackles too, five and a half tackles. Um, uh, pretty, pretty good game. Like I said, all around, a lot of things to polish up, which is nice. You guys uh, play uh, Temple City upcoming uh, this Friday, Mark, another public school in the area. What are your thoughts on the Temple City Rams? Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, this was a replacement game. We were supposed to play Morningside High School, um, who canceled on us. Um, about a month before the season and um, really wanted to say why. And it is AD said, or the coach texted me, said it's out of, or no, the AD, um, it's out of my hands, but we can't play. And so um, we were, we were grateful that we, we got on and, uh, you know, did the whole call around thing and found Temple city and um, don't know a lot about them um, other than that they're Owen three. And um, they actually, I haven't seen film on them yet either. Um, they don't have a huddle account. And so um, I don't know if that's a intentional try to be secretive or what, but um, they don't have huddles. So we're going to have to find film some other way. But yeah, Temple City this Friday night. Um, it's care youth league night at, 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 at care park. So we want all our uh, care coaches and care families and care kids to come out for that game and there'll be some halftime festivities for that and all that. Yeah. Very cool. Anytime you get the local flair, playing local teams is fun. Um, Temple City program is not quite what it once was, but I got a surprise for everybody. I, I was going to hold on to this, but I, I don't want to say it's going to happen and then it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> so but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm tentatively scheduled to be joined this week by Temple City alum and USC alum Desmond Reed on the podcast and I'm going to try to have that out Friday in honor nice. of the game between nice. Orlando and Temple city. Desmond Reed, great player, man. That'd be awesome. How'd you connect with him? Uh, a baseball coach. I know um, played with him at Temple city, you know, the friends with him. He said, Hey, yeah. you want Desmond on? I said, cause I was going to talking to him about 
the real game. Hey, what's what's going to be our friendly wager here? He's a Temple City alum, and okay. he said he said uh, his quote. He goes, "No way, I'm taking Temple City unless you give me 28 points." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'll be that bad, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, and you know, um, they're going to have a lot of pride on the line too. Oh yeah. And so you know, they aren't going to want to come get beat up by us, and and so. Um, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun night and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Temple city, uh, if Devin drain, if you're listening, Temple city beat us in a summer league basketball game and I'm, and I'm still mad about it. So Mark, you got to get out there and, and, uh, and uh, avenge us. I don't say this very often, Mark, probably ever, but I'll say it right now. Hey, beat the Rams, huh? Beat the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the one weekend you want to see the Rams lose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I got to tell you, you know, we'll see how it goes tonight with the Rams. But I was joking with Valerie. I go, you know, I yell at the TV when SC's playing. I yell at the TV when the Rams are playing. I don't yell at the TV. This is why I follow Rio, because I don't yell at the TV when Rio's too often. You just sit, a little back, bit. You just sit back and enjoy it. You yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah. Get home, get home, midnight, uh, sit back and watch. And I'm like, this is great. This is why I follow my alma mater. They're the only team that, that uh, loves me back. Doesn't, doesn't let me down. Yeah. <laughs> we hope to, we hope to, but um, yeah, we're, we're, we got to, uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun week preparing for them. And then um, we go right into science camp week, got Linfield and then a big one for, with Camel Hall. who's looking really good. So. Yeah, no, very exciting times ahead. Uh, Mark, you got to get off to grab donuts for the family. Uh, what, what's your, what's your go-to donut on a Sunday morning, Mark? I know you, I know you have one. We go to Rose's Donuts on uh, Rosemead in, in Temple City. Um, and uh, I won't get a donut unless they have cronuts. And if they have cronuts out, which they usually do, which is a croissant donut hybrid, uh, you got to try it and you can get it with like maple on, and bacon on top or chocolate and like almonds on top. Oh, yeah. I was going to make fun of you until you started explaining it. Okay. Well, yeah. Sounds, no, sounds good. amazing. Give, give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Corona man alive. Well, Mark, yeah. uh, good stuff. Thanks for doing this again. Uh, short notice. We'll try to do this again on Sunday morning so that we can get things, uh, move in here for the week. And Hey, uh, you know, overall good win and, uh, beat the, beat the Rams on Friday, man. Should be a fun night there at care park. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And uh, have a good weekend yourself. Rest of the and enjoy your, your game tonight. I know you will. Oof. Yeah, I got to wait all day for it. Rams till 520. What is this? I, you can't have the Rams uh, a night game. for. Uh, I, need, I need like 10 a.m. start here, uh, which yeah. I'll do here soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, man, you got me. I, I should never have donuts. But now you got me thinking of a, a glazed coconut calling my name somewhere. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of co- <laughs> coconut on the donuts. So uh, anyway. I like coconut too. Yeah. Oh, man. All solid. Right. All right, Mark. Talk to you soon. Good luck this week. Thanks, Matt. Thanks again, Mark Carson, for joining me, getting up early on a Sunday morning. Hopefully the family enjoys those donuts you're about to go get for church. I think it's a good little tradition you got there. Uh, another great tradition is the real Hondo prep football program and kind of, um, the, the excellence on the field there, not, a, not only just, uh, the, the product itself, but again, all the people that assist the volunteers, uh, the parking, the paint crew, the, the people that run the chains, uh, the, the, the fans in the stands who are, who are there early and supporting the team all the way through. I mean, it, it really is a fun product and that's why we're going to continue to talk about it here on the get home safe podcast on Mondays, recapping the game. From Friday and looking ahead to the other opponent, or the future opponent, I should say, 
Uh, this week being the Temple City Rams. So, yes, I do not say it very often, but beat the Rams. It should be a fun game this Friday night. Uh, while we have a little time, I do want to react briefly to some of the games from college football. Uh, local, locally, um, uh, there are, are a few significant significant results, we'll say. Uh, first of all, here's what I want to say. I think the Pac-12 has always kind of been a middle-of-the-road conference. They usually have one or two teams at the top of the conference that – may or may not get in the college football playoff. Usually it's USC. Usually it's Oregon. Um, other than that, Utah has been good uh, a time or two. But other than that, I mean, Washington got in the college football playoff uh, back in the Chris Peterson days. Other than that, um, no one has really stepped up and, and kind of uh, taken the reins of the Pac-12. So this year specifically, the Pac-12, I think, is very, very top heavy. Now, we're only two games into the season. All right. But what I've seen so far is, again, a very mediocre conference, mediocre, if not below average all around. And maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. But uh, USC looks awful. Absolutely awful. They were not impressive against San Jose State. They were beaten convincingly by Stanford, who the previous week was beaten pretty soundly by a Kansas state football team that is nowhere near, you know, really a top 25 team in my opinion. So USC is going to have a rough season. I'm not sure what Stanford's going to do. They look much better this week than last week, but, but you look around the conference. I mean, Arizona gets throttled by San Diego state. Now I will say this, the Aztecs, San Diego state, I think if they were in the PAC 12, they would compete for championships every year. Very good football program down there. uh, Consistent. I know it's the Mountain West, and they don't get a lot of press or anything, but uh, San Diego State Aztecs have really played good football the past few years and are always at the top of the Mountain West Conference. So uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Aztecs maybe in the Pac-12 and, and you know push aside some of these other schools that uh, don't take football very seriously. Uh, but I, I would say it was a rough day for the Pac-12 except for one team, and that was the Oregon Ducks going on the road and beating number three-ranked Ohio State, 35-28. And then, of course, what UCLA did last week with LSU, uh, that obviously uh, speaks volumes to the growth of that program and Chip Kelly. So Mario Cristobal had his team ready to play down or down in Columbus and uh, a huge win for the Ducks, who are ranked 12. They'll definitely be propelled into the top 10 here. And so only two games into the season, and I think a lot of people are looking at UCLA and Oregon as – uh, the two top teams, and I, and I think they are, and they're going to be meeting, I think, just before Halloween. And if they keep winning both of them, I mean, two, both with two significant wins on their resume already, I think the winner of that game uh, could be propelled into the, uh, the college football playoff. What I also see is that because they're in two different divisions, theoretically, they could meet again in the Pac-12 championship. Now, again, we're two games in, but what I've seen from USC, not impressive. They still can't, they, they can't, consistently run the ball they throw one yard passes better than any team i've seen uh they they don't know how to go under center they went under center for a quarterback sneak and it was like embarrassing they didn't even know how to do it It was just it was just ridiculous so uh, clay helton there's no way he survives this year. i've said it every year but i don't think he survives this year i just don't know who's going to take that job so uh anyway usc program appears to be in shambles uh and it pains me pains me to say it uh let's see here washington uh, you know once a proud program has uh, kind of slipped a little bit uh with losses to montana and then yesterday losing to michigan albeit on the road tough environment but they're 0-2 the cal bears 
They're 0-2 for the first time in a long time, uh, losing to the uh, TCU Horn Frogs. And for those watching on YouTube, uh, like, why are you wearing a TCU shirt? Well, I, I, uh, a buddy of mine worked the regional over there, brought me a, brought me a shirt, and uh, I wear again most shirts that people bring me. Uh, if I, I support uh, college football, I support athletics, and uh, plus it's kind of a cool little old school punter kicking a ball here with a leather helmet. Uh, so I thought it was unique, but I've, I've always respected the, the TCU program back when they were in the mountain West and conference USA. And uh, they've, they've always uh, played well in the big 12, big 12 adding uh, by the way, BYU, Cincinnati, central Florida and Houston. So uh, a good, good fit there for those four teams. Speaking of BYU, another loss for the PAC 12 Utah drops uh, a game for the first time in nine years, 10 years, I guess would, would be a better way to say it. But Utah had previously won nine straight games against BYU and BYU beat them convincingly last night. So a tough loss uh, there in the rain, a uh, rowdy atmosphere there, the Holy war, as they call it, uh, Utah versus BYU uh, going back many, many years, a fun, fun game. One that I, I would like to get to someday, honestly, a lot of uh, Southern California talent there as well. So another, that was a significant loss for the Pac-12 in Utah. Uh, who else lost? I mentioned Cal. I mentioned Washington. Um, let's see here. Nothing else really of significance. Okay, two, uh, kind of the big game of the day outside of Oregon and Ohio State. Uh, University of Texas. We're back. Remember, we're back. And I like Steve Sarkeesian. I really do. Uh, but they got beaten significantly by the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I know Arkansas is an SEC, SEC team, but my goodness, uh, they, they, they absolutely dominated, um, dominated Texas up front. And even though it was 40 to 21, it, it seemed even worse than that. So Texas is uh, destined to join the SEC here in a few years. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They better pick their game up quite a bit because again, Arkansas, has not been in the, in the mix uh, of the SEC for a long time. And uh, they really did dominate Texas. So be careful what you wish for Oklahoma and Texas coming over to the SEC. Uh, it's not, uh, you don't get any layups really with, with um, schools like you do in the big 12. So a very significant game there on Saturday night. Um, it's uh, Texas is a, is a long way away. I think, even though they're ranked uh, 15th in the country. Uh, and then I don't know if you guys saw this, you, I posted it on my personal Facebook page. I think uh, Jacksonville state beats Florida state at the buzzer. I mean, a, a 60 plus yard touchdown pass on the final play of the game. It was really something to see. Um, I, it looked like Florida state might've been like a cover one, like man to man with a free seat. I, I don't, the receiver ran by the corner safety didn't get over time. Then he cut it across. Anyway, you don't see that too often a game winning touchdown on the last play of the game. Uh, pretty cool to see and good for Jacksonville state. I mean, Florida state, just, <laughs> if you're a Seminole fan, I really do feel for you Uh heartbreaker against Notre Dame the previous week and then losing on the last play of the game to uh, Florida, to uh, Jacksonville state, just uh, a lot. So many college football fans two weeks in, or they were so excited. And then all of a sudden two weeks in, it's like, Oh, more of this, more of this. Why do I put my heart and soul into this thing? And I feel that way with uh, you know, USC just, it's embarrassing. You lose to Stanford. Fine. Stanford's a good football program. David Shaw is one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, Stanford's always very physical, but USC just, again, they look soft. They don't execute the turnovers. You think they're going to throw the ball every play. It seems like there's just no plan. There's no plan. And, and uh, David Shaw against Clay Helton, uh, 
on, on a level playing field is uh, clearly an out, uh, outmatched situation there. So Trojans are going to have a rough season. They will not be in the mix. In my opinion, I know we're only two games in, but I think from what I've seen, Oregon and UCLA are just uh, hands down way better than everybody else. Uh, okay. Real quick, back to the real Hondo game upcoming Sunday, uh, excuse me, next Friday. Uh, I did want to give a, a brief recap of their upcoming opponent, uh, Temple city Rams, the Rams, again, one time, uh, good, good program, uh, had some good players, Desmond Reed, who I mentioned talking to Mark Carson, uh, I'm trying to sit down with him this week to put a recording together, uh, from my good friend, Sean O'Leary, who was a baseball coach and a guy that uh, I become really good friends with. Uh, he, he was an alum, alum with, uh, her, uh, excuse me, Desmond Reed, uh, for, oh, we got, we got sounds here on my, my max prep. Uh, anyway, he was a classmate with, uh, or teammates with Desmond Reed. I'm not sure if Sean played football, might've been uh, just his freshman year, but they played baseball together or he played baseball. Anyway, whatever. I messed it up already, but Sean, O'Leary, a good friend of mine. I made the connection there with Desmond Reed. He said he'd do it. So my goal is to record this week with him and try to have that episode out on Friday in honor of the temple city real Hondo game. If it doesn't happen or is postponed, I apologize. That's just the plan. I didn't even want to mention it just in case it didn't happen, but that is the plan. Uh, Desmond played uh, at USC for a few years on some very good teams. So we'll, we'll catch up with him and see what he's up to. I've never met him before. So just going to talk to him about football and kind of what he's doing now. Uh, real quick, uh, Temple city. zero and three on the young season um, has not really been competitive. Their first game against Mark Keppel. They lost 14 to six. Uh, second game played Alhambra, the other Alhambra school They're uh, 48 to eight. They lost. And then uh, last week they went into uh, the city section to play Carson high school and lost 34 to nothing. So not many points from the Rams at all this season and uh, defensively has, have given up a few as well. So um, on paper, real Hondo prep looks to be the better team, but on paper is not where the game is played. You got to play it on the field. And uh, Rio better clean up the special teams, clean up some of the other mistakes that we saw from um, last Friday night against Boron. But I'm, a, I'm always a fan of, uh, of seeing adversity, not, not necessarily going through it, but I think it's important for guys to be able to go through adversity so that they know it's not always going to be smooth sailing. Like, what are you going to do here? That's the beauty of football is that it's a, a back and forth game. You give up yards, you, 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 you run, you, you gain yards, you give up points, you score points. It's just back and forth. And that's why I'm not such a fantasy football guy. I, I, cause I appreciate the inside of the game within the game, you know, that fourth and one play that continues a drive or a big hit or, you know, turnovers. And so, uh, they all add up over time. And again, I thought Rio played excellent offensively, defensively, minus that first drive. They adjusted, they got better. And then uh, special teams were, were awful. And that's just focus, really. That's just focus. And I think what happens is you can get complacent, kind of just go through the motions sometimes in, into, into uh, playing football or any sport, really. And I think that's, what, that's all that happened uh, uh, last Friday night. I think special teams is always going to be pretty good at Rio. They take pride in it and uh, they will be improved upon uh, greatly. And keep in mind, Mark Carson, the head football coach, he was a special teams guy when he first got on the Rio staff. He, he was a special teams coach uh, for the JV team. Then he became special teams coach for, for the varsity and then eventually shifted into uh, the defensive side of the ball. So 
uh, Mark, Mark has his hand in that and he's going to be, uh, have those guys ready. And I know they're going to be up for the challenge next week. So make those special teams special again, real Hondo prep. I have no doubt you will do that this week against temple city and in moving forward. So the schedule for Rio, I mean, it, it really, it, we're moving along here three games into the season. They already had that uh, one game uh, added to a bye week because of a, because of a uh, scheduling conflict with Linfield. But uh, Rio three and zero on the year. They got Temple City this week. Then they go to Linfield Christian on a Saturday after Science Camp. That game definitely concerns me. With not much practice and then having to make that trip. Um, it was supposed to be a, a bye week, of course. But uh, hey, you, you got to play the game in front of you. So hopefully everyone stays healthy. Uh, there was a significant injury on Friday night uh, to uh, to a, a young player. Or real hondo prep that uh, i'll let mark talk about that next week just to make sure uh, uh you know everything's all good to go there but uh anyway uh, linfield christian and then october 2nd a day game against bosco tech so those are the next three you always want to just look at one game ahead right temple city uh this week but just in looking at the the next three uh those are the next three before league opens with campbell hall so campbell hall is a big game on the schedule they're all big games but uh some some uh, some tough contests here upcoming in Linfield and Campbell Hall, but first you got to beat the team in front of you, and that is Temple City High School on Friday night. So I was hoping to be joined by a friend of mine, Sean O'Leary, a uh, Temple City grad, to talk about the game briefly. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to to do that, but uh, I will step aside for now, uh, take a quick breather, maybe a refill of my coffee and hopefully be back with Sean O'Leary. But if not, I'll, I'll be back to close out the show. And uh, yeah, another one in the books here for the Get Home Safe podcast. But uh, hopefully we have Sean here in a couple minutes, but I will uh, step aside uh, right now briefly. Okay, joining me now is an alum of Temple City High School. They are playing Real Hondo Prep this Friday. My good friend, Sean O'Leary, the class of 2002 from Temple City High. Sean, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you, Matty. How's everything? Everything is good, man. The, the podcast has been going over a year now. You were one of my earliest guests back on April 16th of 2020 and uh, talking some baseball. We got to have you back on here real soon for a nice long interview. Yeah, I don't think uh, your viewership is up because of that interview, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the viewership stuff just in general. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, you are a retired baseball coach. You coached recently at your alma mater, Temple City, led them to the CIF championship back on uh, back in 2018, your first year. So kind of win the title and then retire. I mean, man, uh, not, not too bad. No, I wasn't. Not too bad at all. And actually, uh, it seems like yesterday, but it wasn't yesterday, right? So yeah. uh, uh, the gray hairs and uh, the kids will tell me that. Oh, for sure. And you've coached other places. You coached the Arcadia Astros, and I think you coached at uh, Monrovia before. But there's something special about coaching at your alma mater, right? Yes. It, I never thought I would end up back there. I started at Arcadia in 2010 and 11. Uh, then from there, I went to Monrovia for three seasons and was lucky to coach with Blackmore and Coach Moore, uh, two great coaches. And then uh, – Rob Nelson, the head coach at Temple City, uh, was actually our hitting coach when I was in high school. So he had called me and bugged me a couple times when I was kind of just uh, getting ready to have a kid, just recently married, and coaching wasn't really fitting into the cards. And then finally, it was my wife that said, you love it, go. 
Mm. Go do it. So I have my wife to thank. Yeah, I got uh she got a ring and then a year late year later I got a ring. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, except, said, except hers has real diamonds. <laughs> Mine has the cubic zirconias. <laughs> I, uh, I talked with Valerie. We joking uh, about you know marriage someday and everything. And I said, you know what? I want I want a, a I want a championship ring for my wedding ring. That's what I, I want to walk around with. Well, what's that for? It's like that's that's my that's my wedding ring. So uh, now, well, honestly, would you wear that? I only special occasions. I'd have a band. But yeah. I would I would wear it to like, you know, other weddings, maybe. And like uh, it wouldn't be a, a big, huge one, just like a, one of the smaller size, but championship type of design. Yeah. See, that's the one that we that I shouldn't say we pick the kids kind of pick it and we the coaches sign off on it or it's it's too gaudy. I don't I, I put it on one time and it sits in the it sits in the sock drawer. Honestly, yeah. it's not even up ace or anything It's like I, that's what Mark Carson, uh, head football coach, said uh, when they won baseball title in 2019 they got this huge ring that's like 6x or whatever and it's right just, you can't even wear it it's just like ridiculous but that's what the kids wanted yeah it's it's one of those things that you're you're wanting somebody to ask about that right <laughs> hey what is that sir did you win oh this oh 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 this thing yeah it's just no anyway won my uh, fantasy league <laughs> Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> well, there's a ton of participation trophies out there these days. So, but sure. that is definitely sure. not one. Absolutely. But, uh, Sean, uh, you know, a few things I wanted to bring you on briefly here because Rio Hondo, my alma mater, is playing your alma mater, Temple City. We've, yeah. wanted, we've uh, wondered about the day they, they might play each other. So, how you feel about your Rams, man? Are we, are you want to make a friendly wager about this game Friday? What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, since. Uh... You've already spilled the beans about uh, with Desmond or whatever, but I will tell you this: if it was twenty years ago, I'd be giving you about thirty points, thirty-two <laughs> points in the first half, and I and I would gladly think Desmond would probably have about four touchdowns in the first half. Temple City, you know, might not cover the first half, but they would win. In return, now since we're in twenty twenty-one, and I think there's like twenty-five kids in the entire program at Temple City, dude, you're spotting me twenty-eight. Okay. It's 28? like 28 and a half, 28 and a half. But, oh, I mean, wow. <clears throat> That's like a ball state Penn state matchup. What it, man, those are huge numbers. And Hey, I do not condone uh, gambling on high school sports. Just <laughs> setting that no, uh, disclaimer. A, yeah. So here's, here's what I propose. Uh, if you cover the final score, you, you're within, if it's 27 to 28 and a half. Okay. We'll meet. And have a diet Pepsi on you. If it's over that, if it's over that, I'll buy. Oh, okay, okay. We will. How about this? We, I got to kind of like that. Heads I win, tails you lose, right? Correct, <laughs> correct. That's a. I mean, I, again, I don't want to get in trouble for gambling in a high school sport. We maybe off the air we'll make this wager official but man 28 points i mean we got point spreads and stuff now i mean this is just a whole new level that i can't totally so is the game let me i don't even see here's i'm so far out of the loop and not to interrupt you but is the game at that field right behind you or is it at yes yes care park in irwindale okay so um yeah i i i listen i i hope i hope it's a game but i i i'm just gonna tell you, you got it it's there's, no there's no desmond reeds we're gonna be running out of that tunnel anytime yeah, soon yeah no no, okay. There's no, no Desmond Reeds and there's no uh we're not going we're going back too far, but the Busics in the 70s, Steve Busick in the 70s and uh the the 
what was the streak that they had? I think th- those days are gone. Yeah. Those okay. Are- well, tell me about, uh, I mean, Temple City football, you know, I mean, a lot has just changed in the area, but tell me about uh, Temple City football when you were there, your, your, your buddy Desmond Reed had a, had, you know, great high school career and then went on to play at USC. You're the contact for how uh, I hopefully will record with, with Desmond here in a couple of days and we can put it out on Friday on game day. But I mean, what was Temple City football like back when you were in school with Desmond Reed kind of doing his thing. So let me lead you up to this. So when I got to high school, all I heard about was the decade of the seventies when my dad went to school there. Right. So my dad's best friend, Steve Busick, he went and played on at SC go figure. And then the Denver Broncos, the Rams and chargers, my best friend growing up, Desmond Reed, the football program still had old history and old tradition. And they were a good team. I think I didn't play. Okay, I was just, uh, I was the fan guy. I was uh, rooting Desmond on. <laughs> I think they won. I think they won league maybe once. They were second place. They were like a top two team. Always went to CIF in uh, our four years. Uh, I wouldn't call us a powerhouse, but just a formidable opponent. Uh, but yeah, when Desmond got into Temple City, that having that dynamic of a player added to uh a quality team of the area, I would say. Um, football definitely was one of the power sports 20 years ago when I was in school. Um, baseball, a little bit of basketball as far as the male side. Soccer was okay. Desmond basically changed the dynamic of uh, the buzz. You know, you have people yeah. that, who's this guy in baseball? I want to go check this picture out. Who's this guy playing football? I want to, I mean, it was packed house every Friday night at a home game to watch because he might have a punt return for a touchdown, an interception for a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. I mean, honestly, it was like, I joke because we played, I played two years of Pop Warner football. Okay. It was the Desmond Reed highlight film. The only highlight of me in that film is me running down the sideline. Like I was wide receiver running with him. Like, Hey, we, we, we just, we scored a touchdown. Like, we did. I, we, we scored a touchdown. Right. So no, I mean, yeah, he, uh, and he was a multi-sport guy, to be honest with you. So, but football, honestly, it was just, it was fun to watch. And what he did for that program and what he did for the school is, I don't think there'll never be, I, I shouldn't say never, but in my lifetime, there'll never be another kid like that. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, he, he did just fine going to SC without having you escort him to the end zone. Uh, yeah, he didn't like, need me anymore after that. Like the, kid, uh, the little <laughs> days. But what, what a concept. Multi-sport athlete. I love that. Always been a fan of that. Although you've always just been a baseball only guy. Yeah, always been a baseball. You know, as a kid, you play soccer. You get other sports. Mom and dad want to try other things and stuff. And uh, soccer, I just couldn't understand the red card, green card, <laughs> yellow card. I got carded all the time. Like, what, what does this mean? So <laughs> I gave up on that. Uh, I think it was more so just to run. I was full of energy. So it was just basically to tire me out. Uh, but fast forward now, I think it's actually good that kids play other sports, you know, yeah. uh, even though I was only a baseball guy, I didn't pick up a baseball and play baseball 12 months out of the year. You know, I, there was, there was a break time and stuff like that. But um, to be honest with you, if I told you that Desmond's best sport wasn't football, you'd probably think I was nuts. Wow. Was he a stud baseball player? If he wanted to be. <laughs> when I say that, I don't mean it derogatory. Like he just didn't practice, but he could pick up a bat, yeah, pick up a ball, and he played outfield like, I mean, nothing That's fell. Natural talent, huh? Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. 
natural. I mean, wow. he, there was a time in high school, Matt, I think it was his junior year. Cause yeah, it was my senior year. He literally, back then you could do this. And I think I'm sure it was legal because they did it. He, he did a track meet. He either did the pole vault or he did the, the, uh, you'll have to ask him a dash, a hundred yard dash or whatever it was. And then came back in his baseball uniform. Okay. Like, honestly, now water sports, water ski, snow ski, same thing. Like anything the guy picks up, I would love to see him on figure skates just, just for fun. As Bill Barnes would say, shits and giggles, right? So I just love to love to see it, you know, on ice skates. But uh, no, I the, by far the best athlete I've ever ever seen, and I don't oh. say it because he's my best friend, but it's just, and he's humble about it. He baseball, honestly, Matt. If he, and I've told him this numerous times, if he wanted to play, he could have played. Wow, no, far. that I, I believe but, it. I mean, athletes are athletes, and you know they they just know how to how to compete and and be great. So. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I appreciate you setting up the interview with him. I contacted him and he was, he was cool. Hey, I just talk, you know, whatever you need, we'll do it. So we're going to try to record uh, Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, I, I want to do it this week so that we can get it out for the Friday episode, obviously with TC and RHP playing uh, this, this Friday. So uh, yeah. If you're going to ask him who he's going to pick, he's going to pick Temple City, but he's not going to he'll he's not going to know what the teams and oh no, you got to pick your alma mater, of course. And yeah, you're betting. We are. Hey, I'm picking them, but I'm just saying I need some points. We're going to need some. (laughs) All I'm saying. Yeah, oh oh and three, man. Two losses, uh, three losses to uh, Alhambra and Mark Keppel and Carson. uh, Three games that weren't, weren't really close. So on paper, it doesn't look good for the Rams. Hey, you know, we all say the game's not played on paper, right? So there's exactly. still that one outlier, right? That oh, yeah. Something miraculous could happen. I don't think Doug Flutie's going to come in for the quarterback <laughs> in the Rams at all. Or couple couple turnovers here. You never know. Anything's possible. So, uh, no, it should be fun, man. We'll uh, we'll be texting, I'm sure. Now, will you be present at the game? Are you going to the game? Or what are you? I uh... will not. I'm actually off okay. this week, and I'm doing. I'm taking a little vacation for a few uh-huh. days. So I will, I will be you tuning and Val in. going, you got you and Val going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere far. Just, uh, Good. you know, just get away for a few days. Vacation's vacation, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be fun, but I'll, I'll, I'll still be, you know, she hates this, but I'll be, I'll be checking, checking the score on the Rio game. Uh, cause the real, real game, I, joking with her. This is the only time I'm not screaming at the TV. USC looks terrible. I don't know what my Rams are going to be, but I'm usually mad at them. So my LA Rams, not temple city Rams. And uh, yeah, so no, I'll be watching somehow, some way on Friday night. Yeah, you got. I'm sure you're you're dialed in. You're connected. Yeah, yeah. you 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 mentioned uh, you liked uh, the field behind me. It's a photo of the uh, RHP field at Care Park in Irwindale. Very nice tribute they did with the with the uh, American flag, basically in the RH logo, and then never forget on the bottom for for uh, you know 9/11. Uh, Sean, your senior year was uh well 2002 but you started school september of 01 so 9 11 happened uh the week you started school your senior year take me back man can you believe it's been 20 years i can with the amount of gray i got in my hair but uh <laughs> so no seriously that was the first day of school my senior year wow so i uh, woke wake up in the morning uh you know, you got to be at school seven forty-five, eight o'clock, whatever. So East Coast time, the first plane had already hit. Um, and we got, I got to class, and I distinctly remember 
uh, our teacher had it on. And as a class, we saw the second plane hit. Um, things you see out of a movie, you know. Uh, and I know some people, you know, you can think whatever you want. If it was really terrorism or if it was uh insider job or whatever. The fact is, is what happened that day should never happen anywhere. Um, and at the time, I'm 17 years old thinking like, what do we do? I mean, what, what can you do? I mean, that's in New York and we're in, I'm in little temple city, California, but honestly, like what that could happen anywhere. If it could happen there, it could happen anywhere, you know? Um, and plane hitting a building like that and then the building falling, that's not supposed to happen. You know, uh, that's stuff you see in movies and see in video games and stuff that's supposed to be fiction, not stuff that's supposed to be fact. Um, well, I mean, what, how do you remember it? Uh, I talked about it on the Saturday 9-11 show, but I, I just, I remember get, usually woke up at 6.30. It was like 6.30, get out the door by 7. And my, my mom wake, I remember being mad because my mom woke me up 15 minutes early. And you're a high school kid, junior in high school. You're like, sleep matters every second. And I remember right. being mad. And then she said a plane hit the tower. I was like, how could a guy not see a twin tower? And then we look and I was like, oh, that's, that's not a small plane. So I, it, it was interesting to me that so many of us had the exact same reactions you know we thought did it was you think it was a small plane too i thought it was a small plane at first yeah too. Like yeah a little set. yeah exactly I was like, okay a little plane because i remember you know uh rest in peace uh, you know cory lytle he hit a plane right or hit a, he right hit a little plane flew it into a building you know there's right. accidents happen and that was just one that i was like okay i know those towers are really tall but I mean, how do you not see a tower? Was it foggy? So, and then, and then of course the, the terror set in for all of us, but um, yeah, high school student, just like you, I was my junior year and we watched TV all day. And to what you said, uncertainty of what's going to happen with us. We are, are we going to end up having to, you know, be drafted or serve? I mean, there was a lot of those questions going on for us high school kids as so many had done, done it before, you know, us previous generations, but Thankfully, we have such a wonderful volunteer military that that uh, they handle business. And um, but yeah, it that was just crazy. Sad. Yeah, sad. I, I remember I remember having to do part of my senior year and you probably did it, too, is uh, your uh, enlistment number, not just in case if there was a draft. Do you remember doing that? I do. I do. Yeah. 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 The thing that also sent the chills down your spine, too, is it not so much just the World Trade Center, but then you had the Pentagon and then you had the the plane flight, I think it was flight 93 where uh, mm. they crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. Right. So, I mean, it was just, it wasn't just one, it wasn't just two. It, it was just like, just like you said, the whole day of school was watching TV, basically watching that happen. You're watching history in real time, which was in real insane. time. Yeah. In real like, time. In it real was time. crazy. And uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, the, the stories, there's so many inspiring stories from that day firefighters united 93 i mean everyday civilians so um anyway uh just a day to remember always and uh oh, it looks like we got a nice american flag shirt you got there buddy who's this sean sean's been joined by this is, a, I guess. Uh, this is my uh oldest son halen he's four years old you say hi to matt halen <laughs> hey halen what's up man nice nice shirt buddy i like that american flag and some baseballs on it looking sharp <laughs> Now, is he named after Van Halen? Most definitely. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, I got lucky. I said the name in my life. Football. Cool. Let's football. Do it. Yes, sir. I got a football right here. He's see, I like it, Sean. He's he's a 
football more than baseball already. (laughs) (laughs) Every sport, Matt, every sport. Multi-sport talent. I love it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Sean, I'll I'll let you run. You got family things to get to, but thanks for jumping on here briefly. And we'll do a long interview very soon. All right, Maddie. Sounds good. Take care. We got another. Hey, who's this baby brother? Oh, uh, this is this is Camden. He's one year old. Camden, Halen, and Camden. I love it. So we got a plate umpire and a base umpire. <laughs> and he's a baby. <laughs> Fantastic. Baby. Take care, I son. All right, Maddie. I'll baby. talk to you, huh? Thanks go, for having me. Go, go, uh, go, Rio, man. Go, Rio. <laughs> go, man. <laughs> Bye. Well, what a fun episode this turned out to be, of course, talking with head football coach Mark Carson, but also talking with my good buddy Sean O'Leary, the Temple City High alum. He and I will be, uh, well, rivals on Friday night, enemies, if you will, frenemies, we'll call it. Uh, but uh, I don't say this very often. I hope the Rams lose on Friday night, not Sunday, of course. That's a different story. The Temple City Rams, I hope uh, Rio, Rio takes them down. No offense to you, Sean. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate Sean coming on and, and talking to me about the game and you know, nine, remembering 9-11 and just uh, having some fun. We'll, we'll get him uh, back on the program here soon. And and to his kids, uh, Halen and Camden, man, special, special appearance. How fun was that? Anyway, uh, that'll wrap up today's show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to for the game on Friday night. And uh, stay tuned for Friday's episode. Hopefully, if all goes well, it will be Temple City alum and USC alum. Um, excuse me. Um, it went blank for a second uh been all over the place uh today but anyway we'll have him on the program on um desmond reed excuse me uh we'll have him on the program uh on friday for you guys to listen to but uh anyway should be a lot of fun thanks for tuning in and chatting uh, or listening to this episode more real hondo pro football talk good luck to real hondo on friday night and uh we'll be talking to mark carson next monday recapping this game and looking ahead to the upcoming game so guys enjoy your week we'll be back on wednesday with bill barnes and hopefully on friday with desmond reed but if he's unavailable there'll be another guest in the works that we'll put out there we'll see you wednesday guys have a great start to your week and as always no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or around in third base get home safe